listening to the dollop. This is a bi-weekly American history podcast. Once a week, I... Chocolate eater. What? Cares. Bus rider. (laughs) That's Will's thing. Correct Melbourne (laughs) pronunciator. Sure. Dave Anthony. Read a story from American history. There we go. We'll get it someday. To a guy I know. Sure. Gareth Reynolds. It's your turn. Yeah. Who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. Um, well, we wanted out. to change it up for the third show. What? For the guest intro? wise. No, the guest. Because we change up the intro every time it comes out of my mouth. Agreed. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so we have a different guest. Yeah. Uh, his name's Will Anderson. Give it up for Will Anderson. He's um, same guest. That's a different Will Anderson. Same guest. January twenty first, eighteen oh one. The only person in this room who hasn't heard this name, oh boy, is sitting next to me. <laughs> Will. John Batman. Whoa, 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 whoa. Or as someone said to me on Tuesday, you better not fucking do John Batman. John Batman? Yeah. And then Bruce Wayne happened. He was like, too obvious. John Batman's too obvious. I think they know, Alfred. I really think they're catching on to us. Do you think, Master Wayne... This is a very... You know, this isn't the dollop we deserve, but... (laughs) It's the one that we have right now, so... I mean, eventually this was going to happen. Everyone knew it in this room. (laughs) Was born in Parramatta, New South Wales, to William and Mary Batman. And they were killed, and then he put flowers on the concrete, (laughs) right? Correct. I know Correct. this story. We can, get to the, we can get to the crime portion, because yep. I think we all know this tale. They'd been at the theater because they got attacked by a magpie. <laughs> Who was now the supervillain. <laughs> I'm the magpie. Yeah, it's early. I mean, only in Australia do you have a bird that just attacks eyes when you're walking through a fucking park. Yeah, you got pie eye. His parents had arrived in Australia five years earlier when William was sentenced to 14 years in the colony for stealing potassium nitrate, Mm. which was an essential ingredient in gunpowder. Sure. Yeah, he's going to blow shit up. Well, you don't know that. I have a feeling. Could have been cooking with it. Fair. Fair. Yeah, thank you. Might have been using it to fight (laughs) supervillains. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. His family became Methodists, and Batman spent his childhood... I'm not going to get used to this, by the way. I don't know. I guess everyone else is, but this man's last name is Batman. So just to be very clear, the man's last name is Batman. Yeah. Now, you're not going to get used to it the whole time. Okay, so we're just going to hear about Batman. Yeah. You'll like it. You've never heard it, right? (laughs) 
I can't wait for when Liam Neeson gets his hands on him. John Bain. Batman spent his childhood in the company of Aboriginal people uh, that the church missioned to. It's just great. Sorry. Uh, okay, sorry. Batman was with who? Hey, hey, the, so the, the Methodists uh, tried to convert the Aboriginal people because they can't leave anybody alone. Right. And so he was around uh, them a lot, which I think not very common for okay. the time, probably, if okay. you weren't killing them. Right. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, everyone's like, oh, yeah, uh, no, that, that's what some happened. Some people are like, you, oh, are come they... on, Dave, spoilers. <laughs> I don't think we need facts clouding the podcast, Mr. Anthony. Yeah, it's, look, it happened. You guys didn't treat your native people like we did, which was awesome. <laughs> it's fair. From an 1867 biography, quote, his father was one of the famous band of missionaries first sent to the South Sea Isles, but was forced to leave Tahiti through a desolating war. Mr. William Batman, like several others, fled to the nearest British settlement. He betook himself to some business engagement and continued to remain in the colony till his death. Okay. So he got some Tahitian action in there. Sure, yeah. Um, Tahitian trade. It is believed he changed his name. From Bateman to Batman. Whoa, whoa. To avoid the negative associations of being an ex-convict. Well, he's going to start fighting him now. Yeah. It's turn. Well, you, you, you hate what you were. Yeah, now you're Batman. Now you're fucking Batman. Bateman, what do you think? I'm not Bateman anymore. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, but he keeps that as his alter ego. Yeah. 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 Uh, do you reckon Bateman's Batman? No. No, no, he's got glasses on. No. Good Lord. Have you seen? He's got glasses. Not Batman. It's Bateman. And he also just starts talking differently. Yeah. Hey, Bateman, how you doing? I'm good. <laughs> Not well. Uh, so in 1821, Batman reported a blacksmith... You're never going to stop. I thought it would not be still fun, but it's still fun every time. It's still good, Dave. It's already (laughs) still good. I know. Uh, He reported a blacksmith to authorities uh, for committing a burglary. The blacksmith was tried and hanged. Okay. Uh, But now Batman was out of a job because the blacksmith was his boss. Batman's unemployed? (laughs) Yeah, he he narked on his boss, and then he's like, oh, fuck. Uh, So he has to go get a new job? What are your skills? I hate crime. It was that moment he realized that blacksmith... Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I was being so sensitive about where the joke was going that I fucked it up. Blacksmith lives matter. Anyway, whatever. Uh... (laughs) Yeah, it was worth it, but anyway. It's still good. Yeah, it still works. Oh, well. Come on. Come hard on yourself. (laughs) Hard to say. So, uh, Batman's mom worked at the Parramatta Orphan School, which was a school for orphans. Nice title. In November, Batman took off for Van Diemen's Land after the Parramatta Orphan School committee met to, quote, consider his responsibility for the pregnancy of an unfortunate resident. A bat baby? 
<laughs> he fucked a orphan. Oh, God. I didn't realize that was the insinuation fully. <laughs> An unfortunate... How old is Batman? Uh, he's 78 at this point. No, he's not. I'm Alfred now. He's pretty young. Uh, I mean, that would have been a different ending to The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. <laughs> if when Joseph Gordon-Levitt came and I was like, I'm an orphan too, and Batman's like, finally. <laughs> Take your pants off. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm dating Batman. He said I could be Robin. I'm not sure what's happening. I don't know. Batman leased some land in Tasmania and quickly built up herds of sheep and cattle until in 1823 he supplied the government with 300 tons of meat. Classic Batman. (laughs) He met Eliza Callahan, an Irish convict who ran away from her assignment. So you know what that is? So they would come over and they would get, you'd get off the boat and be like, you got to go work for that guy. And that was what you were. That was your convict job. And then you'd wait to get freed out of that. But you were basically like, what do you call it? Slaves. Right. Yeah. There's that term. Um, So uh, when she was 17, she had been sentenced to death for forgery. Jesus Christ. I mean, fucking life. And the worst thing was it was a fake ID. So she got the date wrong. Still said 17. So... Some of the stuff we've heard over the last couple of nights, it'll be like, murder, he got three years. Yeah. And then forgery, you're going to get killed for. Yeah, I mean, it's a, you know, there were some flaws in the system. Okay, as long as we're yeah. acknowledging that there's flaws. Uh, her uh, death sentence was commuted to 14 years transportation, and off she went to Hobart Town. She was signed uh, to John Petchy. There she had three offenses recorded, uh, drunk and disorderly once, and absconding twice. What? And then she ran away again, and she found refuge on... John Batman's farm. Oh, boy. The Batcave? Yeah. The only description we have of her says her face was marked. Great. Well, that's enough to go off of, I think. As long as we know she had a marked face. She probably had, like, a smallpox or something fucked up that, you know. Sure, yeah. No, I'm very familiar with smallpox. Uh, Would have been great if, like, half her face was fucked up, but the other (laughs) half was still normal. Wait a minute. He's marrying (laughs) Two-Face. He just slowly gets a bunch of the bat, the people he's fighting on the farm. How's the hay, Bane? Closer. <laughs> um, so they started fucking. So what? They started fucking. Batman and Eliza. They okay. Started, uh, they had their first daughter in 1824. Batgirl. That's right, Batgirl. Uh, you know, he stole your thunder. I don't know if you know what thunder is. Yeah, it's when a guy yells something out in the front row that uh, you wanted to say. (laughs) I don't think I'm leaning into the Batman side of this too much. (laughs) Not an angle I'm playing. Uh, So Van Diemen's Land at this time was a largely lawless frontier. So Batman joined in the campaigns to catch bushrangers. Okay. What's yeah. happening? I don't know. Well, gave me a weird one. A little odd. Well, just it reminds me of some fan fiction I wrote about Ned Kelly and Batman when I was at high school. And like... <laughs> I mean, 
mean, it's horrible. I just wonder where this is going because they both kind of have the same outfit, but one's just like more gimpy. Anyway, like it's just a fun scene to play out. Like you know, Ned and Batman both like alpha males together, used to covering their faces, but when their eyes lock, there's something fucking magnetic. They're both fucking outlaws. They're both just ordinary men who stood up to society and became fucking heroes. Anyway, I had other holes where they would bash, but anyway, like whatever. Why did you bring this up? I don't, anyway, I'm not even... Any, whatever. Some, some guy... Bash. In, some guy is up in Darwin right now listening to this podcast and he just put down his pen. Fuck. <laughs> That's my exact story. So, uh, he wasn't trying to catch Bush Rangers for justice as Batman would have done, this Batman uh, come on. was just, uh, Governor Arthur uh, was paying catch for catching or killing bush ranchers. So you get some fucking money for grabbing those bitches who got out of and jail. Just killing them? Well, yeah, I mean, it's a bounty on a thing, human. Okay. In 18- oh, so bounty is a bad word too? Oh, fuck, all the chocolates are shit. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Surprised we didn't have a bag of them. Yeah. <laughs> You're just babbling at this point. In 1826, Arthur uh, put a 25-pound bounty on the head of Bushranger Matthew Brady. Brady, in return, offered 20 gallons of rum to the person who would deliver Governor Arthur to him. Oh, God. That is quite an all-in move. That's the best yeah. Bushranger ever. Yeah. No, I don't want $25. I just want 20 gallons of rum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm rum man. How's that going? Not good. I don't remember what happened every night. <laughs> I don't know what my special power is, but it isn't keeping my marriage together. <laughs> Life ain't easy if you're rum, man. From the Sydney Gazette, April 5th, 1826, quote, A party of armed prisoners observed a fire near the watery plains, but on their approach, the bandits fled. But Matthew Brady, being wounded in the leg, was captured by John Batman, who brought him into town on horseback on Sunday. That horse was technically the original Batmobile. Hey! <laughs> Shield. Eight guys are like, okay, slowly. So he's put in jail, and as might be expected, the whole population of, I don't know how to say this fucking town. That's the spirit. Launceston? Oh, Launceston. Launceston? What? Launceston. Launceston? Yeah, Launceston. All right, we heard it. No, it's he not Launceston. It. It's You're way Launceston. late. Did you just hear? Is there a time traveling thing? Launceston. All right. Uh, they all crowd around to see him. Matthew Brady had no hat. Oh, no. That's a quote from the Sydney, to get, Sydney Gazette. Quote Matthew Brady. He's been stolen by Hat Man. 
I mean, he's been brought in by John Batman. Uh, what? And what the newspaper has to say is Matthew Brady had no hat. A, a handkerchief was bound around his head. What? I'll pretend it's a hat. Martha, did you see this? The man didn't have a hat. A handkerchief. I know, the news is amazing. No hat. It's a criminal. You do miss the days when the paper was about like stuff like that. You're like, my God, he didn't wear a hat, as opposed to now when you're like, my God, I need to move. I can't live here. Uh, Brady was extremely upset when he was put in a cell with Thomas Jeffries, a bushranger and sexual offender. He had been caught after escaping with three other convicts. He ended up eating one. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, see, that of... was a twist I didn't see for a sexual offender. <laughs> like, is that a dinner and then it, it owes him something? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I think it, what, you, got, you can't yell out because we're recording it. And then I have to listen to people going, fucking people yelling out. And then I get mad and I'm in my house and my wife's like, what's happening? So, um, <laughs> sorry. Hang on, are you doing Rum Man again? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, so he disguised ate. as a podcaster, <laughs> Rum Man. So, so they leave, right? They get they escape, and then and then they they go for a little ways, and they're like, "Well, there's nothing to eat." Yes, there is. <sighs> no, there's nothing. Yes, there is. <laughs> exactly. Is there a kangaroo behind me? Oh, oh, oh. What, what was that? Nothing. Why didn't you... Nothing. <laughs> Did you see a kangaroo? <laughs> no. Oh. Where's the third guy? Let's eat him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Thomas Jeffries had also killed a baby Jesus God It's fine He just hit it against a tree uh. It was a different time It was a different time <laughs> Babies weren't as valuable Oh, wow. This fucking baby better be integral to this story, or there was no reason for you to bring that up. There was none. I actually, I actually wrote it out of the story, but then you looked at me, and then my brain went, say it, say it. <laughs> so I said it. And I feel you like sh- everybody's sh- better for it. Ba- uh, baby didn't... <clears throat> no, you told us the baby didn't make it. Yeah, but you're not... It turns out, I don't know if he knew this at the time, but you're not supposed to do that with babies. No. Because they're soft. Yeah. And a tree is hard. <clears throat> so don't, don't do that. If you're thinking about doing that. No, we're, we're on record. We're against it. Don't. Don't. Anything hard. Yeah. You can't throw a baby. You can't throw a baby against a tree or a brick wall. Hey. You got your mic going? What? No, nothing. Um, 
according to one <laughs> Sorry, victim. Sorry, I fucking zoned out when you went into Darren Aronofsky's fucking version of this script. <laughs> Look, it's a dark Batman journey. According to one victim, uh, Jeffries called himself Captain and was dressed in a long black coat, a red waistcoat, and a kangaroo skin cap. So that's a very uh, probably Australian look, I would think. For a while, Jeffries ran with Matthew Brady. So they, those, these two guys fucking ran together okay. uh, until Brady found out about Jeffries' sex, sexual crimes and kicked him out of his gang. Jeffries uh, was then caught and held at Launceston. Uh, Launceston. How dare you? What? Launceston. Launceston. The town had to be held back from lynching him, uh, and then he turned snitch and told authorities where all the other bush rangers were in Tasmania. Wow. And then Brady found out and had to be talked out of an assault on the jail to kill Jeffries. And then JD. So Brady gets caught by Batman. He becomes even more upset when he learned that he was going to be hung with the baby killer. In Tasmania, crowds would come out and sing what was called the Song of Death as, as the hanging was happening. Uh. <laughs> do we, do you don't have lyrics, do no. you? No. Oh. I was going to uh. say. I, only I know, I couldn't find them. But. Oh, really? Someone's dying, it's our day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hang them. I imagine being Australia, they would have gone to the hanging and just sung, am I ever going to see your face again? (laughs) No way, get fuck, fuck off. So... I don't know. I don't know. He's a good kid, though. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Don't put it that low. The magpies will go down there. Uh... So on this day, they sang that song, and six men died. Anyway, Batman was a hero for bringing in Brady. That's the point of that story. Batman had a servant who thought Batman... (laughs) Tell me his name. Tell me his name. Come on. I didn't... Alfred. It's got to be Alfred. It wasn't Alfred. Say it was Alfred. It's Alfred. Master Batman. (laughs) So he thought Batman was withholding clothes, (laughs) and he held his... I don't know. Ca- I, it's the bat suit. There's just so many times when I read about your country and I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? Like withholding clothes? I think he's taking clothes. He's withholding clothes. I assume that you got, if you had a convict working at your place, then they sent clothes for him and then Batman was like, I'm keeping these. These are fucking sweet. Why, why should the, my prisoner be able to wear silk pajamas? It's weird that they were giving... Uh, <laughs> Anyway, the, the servant held a grudge. So he, he told authorities about, quote, a runaway convict at my master's house. Constable James Burton and his assistant were sent, and he informed Batman they were there to apprehend Eliza. Okay. Batman was very uncooperative, but eventually Burton and his assistant got into the house. They did not find Eliza, but they did find women's clothing. Hmm. 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 <laughs> <clears throat> Batman would not admit the clothes were hers. So, in other words, yes, he was like, "They're mine." <laughs> I like uh, to wear a dress some days. I'm Batman. Uh, yeah, <laughs> my genitals just breathe better. 
Oh, you guys don't wear dresses around the house? Come on. We're all friends here. Yeah, it's the 1800s. What are you guys doing? Weirdos. Hear about that guy who didn't wear a hat? Whoa. (laughs) It's like, what? Anyway, I should get into my dress, so... Uh, to the walk-in bathrobe. <laughs> the bathrobe. Uh, so the constable left unsatisfied. No, 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 no. Come on. Jesus. Come on, you guys. Did, did he, I mean, was he making some sort of, was he like, He was like, all right, well, here. Should, uh... those women's clothes? <laughs> Yeah, I'm rock hard right now. What are we going to do about that? What are we going to do? You're not going to make me walk out of here unsatisfied, are you? You should put those clothes on, Batman. Um, I'm voting yes, you know what I mean? Uh, Now, things have been going quite badly with Tasmania's aboriginal population for some time. Okay. What's wrong? This doesn't... This... <laughs> there was quite a bit of killing on both sides at this point, and Batman came up with the idea of roving parties to hunt them down, and he presented it to Governor Arthur. Okay. And Governor Arthur was like, that's fucking great. Um, Sydney Gazette. September 12th, 1829. Quote, we learn from good authority that Mr. John Batman is to be employed for some time as conductor of a party of 10 prisoners, part of whom are to receive freedom and tickets to leave if they behave well. Their task is to capture all the Aborigines or as many as they possibly can. Thomas Tucker, a stonemason, was lately speared by the Aborigines. He ran to the house with several spears in his body and shortly after expired... (laughs) You could see how that uh, you could see how he would expire based on the yeah several spears being in his body. Well, it's just nice to get a good goodbye to the family. In hey guys, I'm exhausted. I'm gonna die now. I'll miss you a lot. Uh. I'm so exhausted. I'm tuckered. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. That was actually not yeah. bad. He said he was exhausted, and I remembered his name was Tucker, and that Tucker is also a word for exhausted. So I know you judge me a little, but fuck you. I put all that together pretty quickly. So. <laughs> Fair case. No. Doesn't count if you have to force no, people into that enjoying it. it. That, truly something I get proud of, like in my own head on this podcast at times, like, I remembered his name. <laughs> Ta-da! Somebody listened. Uh, To continue the... Several persons have lately been speared in the same neighborhood. Whoa, so they were... They had a lot of spearings going on. What's a bad neighborhood? It's a bad experience. Yeah. From a letter in the paper, quote, Dear Sir, I have just time to say that the natives last Thursday murdered two men at Oyster Bay, and on the next day they beat up a lumberjack. Whoa. (laughs) On Sunday they murdered a soldier. On last Wednesday they attacked the house of Mr. Bullbeat. On Friday they murdered three men at a hut and robbed 
uh, them of four guns, 12 blankets, and other things. Yours truly, John Batman. That's a nice finish. Yours truly is always nice. Yeah. Anywho. Anyway, here's what's going on here, guys. I'll catch right. you around. Hope you're well, Batman. <laughs> uh, Batman described one incident in which his men fired on Aborigines running away at night. The next morning, they found two men with wounded legs. They tried to march them back to Hobart, but their injuries were so severe they couldn't walk. Quote, I was obliged, therefore, to shoot them. Jesus Christ. They couldn't walk. That's it? Yep. Okay. Man, I can't even sit down to do this podcast. I'd be fucked in these days. Oh, yeah. It would have fucking shot you a long time ago. (laughs) Right before the podcast? All right, Will. We need to see you out back. We just want you to sit, and uh, you can't. So when Governor... Arthur heard about this shooting of the two wounded guys. He noted, quote, Batman shoots wounded natives because they could not keep up. As much slaughter to account for. So Batman. He's a different kind of Batman. Very quiet in here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Batman was to be brought in and questioned about what he had done uh, with the two prisoners, but... uh, Oh, fuck, this is all fucked up. But a, a Tasman- two days before a Tasmanian newspaper reported that Batman actively pursued indigenous people and captured 11, as well as destroying 17 of the tribe's large dogs and taking a lot of blankets and knives and jackets. So overnight, he was uh, called a hero. So the killing of those other two guys was totally forgotten because he captured 11. Okay. That's and weird. Batman and his roving party pursued Aborigines in Tasmania for a year, killing an unknown number. Now, in 1830, Batman was rewarded with 2,000 acres of land. Oh, God. All that good work. Batman and Eliza had a third daughter, and John really thought about marrying her. (laughs) We always knew he was a bachelor. What does it take to get married back? He's just like, I'm not sure I want to be with you forever. So let's just have three children. So, since he's a hero uh, and he's riding high, he wrote to the governor and asked if he could marry Eliza. So, back then, you had to, if, ex-convict, I think, or convict, you had to ask if you could marry. You had to ask the governor for permission. Okay. Was, okay. Uh, the governor granted Eliza Callahan's pardon. And Boy, then, that was a great way to get out of it, though, right? Yeah, governor said no. I'm going to stay single. Damn it. Oh, what you well, going to do? You heard the governor. God, what I wish I hadn't do? forged that letter. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. So John married her. Their three daughters, Maria, Lucy, and Eliza, were part of the ceremony. Batman began thinking about setting different areas of the colony, set, settling different areas of the colony. He was very interested in the country around Port Phillip. Okay. All the good sheep areas in New South Wales were taken, so people were looking south. Batman wrote to a government official, quote, I am a native of New South Wales, and for at least... For the last six years, I have been most actively employed in endeavoring to civilize the aboriginal natives of Tasmania. With my Sydney natives as guides, I endeavor to make contact with the aborigines of the Port Phillip area. Make contact? Yeah, he's going to reach out, make some friends. Is that what his plan really is? Yep. Reach out, make friends? Yep. You uh, You guys were taught history when you were young. I don't think he's... What? Hmm... A lot of white people feeling weird. I've gone to my happy place. And the sad thing is that normally my happy place involves Batman, but you've (laughs) fucking ruined that, haven't you? (laughs) 
<laughs> Just think about Point Break. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of Batman's friends, William Sam, suggested a company should be formed to help pay for the expenses of exploration. Through the early months of 1835, Batman and his friends sought money and political allies. The Port Phillip Association was formed in Tasmania. It included the lieutenant governor's nephew, who was also the collector of customs, uh, which was a very important job. Port Phillip was not a designated Australian port at this time, so his membership was important. Other members included the commissioner of the land board, a police magistrate, the undersheriff and notary public, the postmaster general, the superintendent of convicts, the superintendent of roads and bridges, biggest bank. So they're getting all the big hitters from Tasmania. Okay. I'm sure there's a lot. Sure. I'm sure there's a shitload of big hitters. No, there is. No, back then, not now. No, even then, there was heaps. <laughs> big hitters. Yep. You okay? Uh, no, I don't have any other details. <laughs> but um, just trying to join in, and most of the other stuff you're saying is horrible, so I can't. <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, their rules were no convicts would be allowed to settle in the Port Phillip area, believing that the, quote, moral degradation of convict settlers is what caused hostilities with the native people. Interesting take. So if everybody who was brought to an area was not a convict, then everyone would totally get along with the natives. Hmm. They'd be like, hey, what are you guys doing? Nothing, I'm not a convict. Hmm. Cool, well, let's just be friends. And then that's how... It worked. I feel like we wouldn't be hearing about it if it worked like that. It's fine. Mm, that seems to be coming a catchphrase. One member wrote, quote, We will attempt to colonize not by knocking the Aborigines on the head, but by buying their property and endeavoring to induce industrious habits. Oh, God. So, they have so a- we, all we need to do is change their culture wholly. Yeah. It'll be very easy. So buy their land and put them to work. Right. Which is a good... A good program. Capitalism's good. It's very quiet over there. I mean, it's just hard for me to get involved in this conversation. Yeah. I No, yes. St- why, why are you coming here and telling us bad things about ourselves? <laughs> You're the off. joker. It's what I... It's what I do. <laughs> That's what I do. I'm a bad person. Bad man. <laughs> the Port Phillip Association publicly stated that the area was not in the jurisdiction of New South Wales or any other British settlement, which is weird because it was. Okay. So they were saying that the Aborigines owned it, which meant that they could sell it. Right. But the Chief Justice told the Port Phillip Association that the land belonged to Britain and that there would be trouble if someone bought land from Native people. Uh, what, who what, who are we rooting? Saying it, <laughs> oh, we're rooting for nobody. It's okay. all bad. <laughs> okay, good. Oh, no, yeah. no, no. Gotta we're be... rooting for the indigenous people. Spoilers, they don't oh. fucking win. But, like, uh, they're the ones we can barrack for. The rest yeah, of the yeah. people in this story are terrible. I just yeah. got nervous halfway through that because I remembered the last time I was here when I said I was rooting penguins. And I just... <laughs> Realized I'd said rooting, and I was like, rooting, no, 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 rooting. So the governor of New South Wales declared that all the land belonged to the crown, and anyone occupying it would be considered a trespasser. Okay, but, so, okay. So anybody who lives on the land is a trespasser. Mm. But they live on the land now. 
Mm. Trespassing. Oh, nuts. Batman ignored it and decided it would be a good opportunity to open up relationships with the tribes near Port Phillip. Okay. If they would buy the land from the Aborigines, it would in time lead to the civilization of a large portion of the Aborigines in the area. Once they had jobs and all that good stuff, why would you <laughs> live off the land when you can work? This is the beginning of foreign policy. Why, why, would you li- why would you live off the land and enjoy your life when you could go to a factory? Yeah, no, when you could, yeah, no, let's get money involved. That'll work out great. By 1835, it became obvious that Batman was suffering from late-stage syphilis. (laughs) Your nose, Master Wayne. (laughs) Oh, Batman. Oh, boy. Particularly when part of his nose fell off. Oh, my God! That's got to be such an awkward moment. Like, oh, dear. Oh. Oh. Uh. Your nose is in the soup, Master Batman. Uh. Makes it a lot harder to keep your secret that you're Batman, too. (laughs) That's why he put the nose on it. That'll do. So his nose just fell off? Yeah, I mean, when you have syphilis, your nose comes off at some point. I mean... That didn't seem like the obvious bit to fall off, to be honest. Well, wouldn't you think? Yeah, you'd think so, but that's not what happens. I guess your nose... Your is, nose goes yeah. first. Yeah, your nose goes first. <laughs> it's... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> At least my dick works. Hello? No. Please? No. <sighs> I'm Batman. I was. I'm sorry. Did you say at least my dick works? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm Batman. No, no, I, I'm totally down. Thanks. Um, so a member of the Port Phillip Association wrote that uh, Batman was, quote, a bad and dangerous character. He married a prison woman. He recently lost part of his nose from the... <laughs> He recently lost part of his nose from the bad disease. It's like, from, it's like a, it's like you, a four-year-old wrote a letter. You, you did say the bad disease. Yeah. I thought you said the bat disease. <laughs> He's been fucking bats. But listen to what this guy wrote. This is guy's one of the rich guys in the port. A bad and dangerous character. He married a prison woman. He recently lost part of his nose from the bad disease. Could that sound more like a Trump tweet? Yeah. (laughs) That is just like... Very bad man. Married a prison woman. Very bad. Bad! MAGA. Uh, Batman's neighbor in Tasmania described him as a, quote, rogue, thief, cheat, liar, a murderer of blacks, and the vilest man I have ever known. And that was in a reference he gave him for a job. (laughs) Anyway, is this good? I wrote this myself. Is this what you were looking for? Oh, I forgot cunt. (laughs) So we hired Batman. Um, He's going to work in the bar. Just keep an eye on his nose. Uh, It's dropping and things. So Batman's health became a concern for the association. So they drew up a legal document stating that if Batman died, 
his portion of land would be given to the banker, other members, and their descendants. It's <laughs> pretty evil Batman. In April of 1835, syphilitic Batman set sail... <laughs> I'm a different Batman now. Oh, God. Smell. I'm syphilitic. I'm going to take a nap in my cape. I am... I mean, if you really want to do a dark, gritty reboot of Batman... Syphilitic Batman. That's how how Val Kilmer originally wanted to play him. He wanted to take that role that he did in... uh... Well, if you noticed, after the third one, the nipples dropped off. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Syphilis related. Dude's oh. <laughs> <laughs> name's Batman. In a- April of 1835, syphilitic Batman set sail aboard the Rebecca to Port Phillip. The Batship. He brought with him Aborigines he knew from New South Wales. In all of his writings, he f- referred to them as, quote, my blacks or my natives. May- it's like saying my f- friends. May 10th, quote, arrived aboard the Rebecca with h- at half past 12 noon. My Sydney natives have behaved handsomely and worked well. Their behavior on this o- occasion was gratifying as a good omen of their future services. Mm. This is going to go well. He saw their work ethic and good behavior as an example of how to uh, neuter the native population around Port Phillip. Quote, this could be the means of relieving the mother country of her surplus and half-starved peasantry. I never could have imagined it possible that so fine a country existed on the face of the globe. Gentle hills, beautiful plains on which 5,000 sheep might be allowed to feed with little trouble to the shepherd. Isn't he dying? Yeah. So what's his deal? Die, Batman. We'll get there. Okay. Do some stuff first. Oh, good. It's very quiet in here. You've noticed. On the night they arrived in Port Phillip, they saw fires of the... Oh, Kulin tribe? What did you just say? Kulin? Kulin? Okay. Kulin? Okay, yep. Sure. Yeah, I get that right? All right. Okay, that okay. sounds okay. Thank God. The whole bunch of white people here agreed that was the right way to say it, so should be fine. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Batman ordered, quote, his natives to track them down and gain their confidence. They stripped naked, as this was how the natives are known to meet each other. That's an interesting call right away. Yeah, I did not know that. Right right away, just first thing. All right, well, let's get naked. Right? Hi there. I assume you... I assume you would do it to be non-threatening? Right. Yeah, because if you're naked, then... Yeah. Although, yeah. to me, that's a little more threatening. I, I mean, you're... Yeah, you're... I'm going to take off my pants. So we're going to come over and say hello. Yeah. All right? Yeah. I'm just going to take off my pants. That's all I'm going to do. But slow. Okay, I'm taking off my pants. Now I'm taking off my underwear. What the hell are they doing? I'm going to take off my shirt. What is he doing? I'll be right over there. We're going to say hello. He, why is he just getting naked? You know what I'm talking about? What is he doing? Why is just, he sitting down now? Just meeting you, you know what I mean? I'm going to put some clothes on. I'm going to start stroking this. <laughs> All right? I'm going to start rubbing this. This is just the way, the way we off. say hello. I, don't, I guess we should jerk off. I don't know what we're supposed to... What's our play? What do we do? All right, I'm, I'm about to come. <laughs> All right? Jesus Christ. Look me in the eyes. 
<laughs> All right, well, I met him, sort of. Uh, I did what we call... I mean, I just jerked off into a plant. Um, uh, uh, I'm going to be a producer. <laughs> so... That's cool. Wow. Wow. You are a very bad person. I am? Yeah. Why? I don't know. He jerked off into a plant. I was saying hello. Is that you? you. Oh. You're, that, is, is that you know literally what? you in that makeup? No up? one brings up the fact that that's good for plants. When they caught up to the Kulin, <laughs> it turned out to be 20 women and 24 children. Batman's uh, group let them know that they were friendly. And Batman had them explain that although he was white, he was a countryman of theirs and would protect them. Mm. So that's nice. Mm. He asked them to go to their huts uh, to see the rest of their tribe where he gave them gifts like a pair of blankets each, tomahawks, knives, scissors, looking glasses, and a necklace for each woman and child. Mm. Okay. So that's... Like, if a white guy comes giving you a bunch of gifts, it's great. It's going to end good. Syphilitic Batman then told... They were probably just like, he doesn't have a nose. Hello, how are you? My name's Batman. He doesn't have a nose. Have you guys... And it's not even necessary, but a big chunk of my nose dropped over here. I can't stop staring at the hole. And I wish I understood your language, but if we could help me find the other... It's really two-thirds of the nose, if you think about it. Is this what white people are? I think it's under his foot. This is horrible. All right, now that I'm naked and I've got my nose back on, let's talk trades. (laughs) Batman, that's right. (laughs) The whole... The rest of the story, never think of him as anything but not having a nose. Yeah. And it changes the whole flavor of this <laughs> entire... So he told them he, the reason he'd come was to purchase some land and that he wanted to settle there with his wife and live with them. He wanted to bring sheep and cattle, and he said he wanted to employ them the way he employed uh, Aborigines in Sydney, and he would clothe and feed them. Quote, the chiefs appeared most fully to comprehend my proposals, and much delighted with the prospect of having me to live amongst them. Yeah. They were like, yeah, the guy with no nose. This is going to be fucking awesome. They seem excited to have me there. I then explained to them the boundaries of the land that I wished to purchase. The next day, the chiefs went to the area syphilitic Batman wanted. They marked the trees to indicate the boundaries. Syphilitic Batman then filled out the deed. It was explained to them by interpreters so they would fully understand the purpose and effect. Eight chiefs signed it, syphilitic Batman... And the Port Phillip Association now had land at Port Phillip. Are you guys still having problems confusing Batman with the actual Batman from the movies with this one now? Or is that gone? No, there's, Batman? there's a distinction at this point. <laughs> I think I know who's who. Quote, I confidently trust that the British government will duly appreciate the treaty which I have made with these tribes and will not try in any manner to interfere in the arrangements I have made, but that I shall receive the support and encouragement, not only of the local government, but that of the British government. Okay. From Syphilitic Batman's journal, quote, June 7th, Sunday, I awoke this morning with the agreeable consciousness of my being able to say, I am monarch of all I survey. My right there is none to dispute. Jesus, he stepped it up. Huh? <laughs> I feel like the syphilis is kicking in. Yeah. It's seriously kicking in. <laughs> it's like, this is his Hunter S. Thompson type period. 
How many times does his nose drop him when he's writing in his journal? He's like, God damn, just stay. Oh, son of a bitch. It's in the ink. Oh, my God. I'm blue man. Um, I know it's not true, but I do love your version of it where he's trying to just continually put the nose back on. <laughs> it's become a pair of Groucho glasses. Oh, oh goodness. Where's my nose? Oh, oh it's on my face. Oh, oh my God. Oh. oh, it's in the stew. Nobody, stop eating the stew. I've lost my... Oh, Dave. It happens came, to all guys. I came naked to the party. You know oh, no. Mean? Oh, no. Anyway, greetings, my friends. Uh. Is that just what these beers do? Do Coopers just, they just fl- over? I feel like 55% of the ones I open, they overflow. Explode, and you're like, yeah. okay, sure, do your thing. It's just going still. It's like a magic beer. Look at it. It's like a science project. Yeah. This is translating well to listeners. This is what I could do. Uh, no, then they watched a beer for 30 minutes. <laughs> is that, did you listen to that part? I could do this with my son for a science experiment. Be like, yeah, no, it's a volcano. So uh, Dave's going through a weird phase. Hey, we made a volcano. Why is he naked? He's negotiating. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What is this? Are you going to drink it or what's In a bit, yeah, once it stops doing that. I think that's, uh, I mean, it's running. Yeah, let's... If anyone wants a sip of beer in 30 minutes, it'll be coming off the stage. <laughs> Treat it like a luge. I don't know. That's weird. Um, yeah, that's definitely flowing downstage. Yep. <laughs> he wrote that he traveled 12 miles down in a southwest direction and found a creek of good water that ran through a romantic valley. He named it after one of his daughters, Lucy, and the valley after another Maria. Quote, We left three white men, four blacks, a whaleboat, and provisions with instructions to build a sod hut. And to be kind to the natives and allow them food, a pound a day. They were directed to plant garden seeds, fruits, and potatoes. I have one written authority to put off any person that may trespass on the land I have purchased from the natives. Okay. So he's basically said, he's like, I own this. And then anybody that comes, they're in trouble. But no one knows. Right. But he can't do this. Oh, no. This is what happens. Okay. Have you, have you met white people before? I thought I had. There was a bit of a PR campaign via letters to the editors of newspapers. The Cornwall Chronicle received one such letter on June 13th, 1835. Quote, to the editor, Sir, I am happy to inform you that the schooner has arrived here safe from Port Phillip. Mr. Batman has left Mr. Pigeon. Commander... Well, now it's got interesting again. Is he an ally of the magpie? How does this come together? Oh, no, the penguin, the magpie, they're together. The pigeons joined. (laughs) What does he do? He just looks for bread. Uh, He's a bit of a sky rat, we call him. You do a good pigeon. Mr. Pigeon was commander of the Sydney Aborigines in possession of the I mean, thank fuck Mr. Pigeon turned up because this was starting to get really fucking dark and then everyone's like, you know what, we need some comic relief. Where the fuck is Mr. Pigeon? Hello. 
Mr. Prrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr
I mean, how could a British subject owe money to a, quote, foreign prince? The whole idea was insane. There was precedent that was set when the Quakers bought Pennsylvania, but England had already agreed to a valuation of that land, so it wasn't the same thing. I didn't know the Quakers bought Pennsylvania. Did you know that? Yeah, Dave, I knew that. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you talking about? (laughs) Quakers. Some weird news also came out of the area. The Australian (laughs) said... Finally, some weird news. The Australian Sydney, September 18th, 1835. Quote, there is a story going that the chieftains of the independent colony of Batmania have discovered a race of semi-white, nine foot high and five foot broad, Brobdignians. Wait, 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 descended- start that description again. Yep. There is a story going that the chieftains of the independent colony of Batmania have discovered a race of semi-white, nine foot high, five feet broad, Brobdignagians, the descendants of an escapee from Colonel Collins' expedition 30 years ago. <laughs> so hang on, they're, they're nine feet high and five nine feet, feet wide? wide? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're pretty big. <laughs> semi-white, like half semi-white. and half or like what? Just semi. <laughs> Five, nine feet, okay, semi-white. They're yeah, they're big. It sounds large. That's, that's, nothing else came of that. That's it. That so was that was just only, a rumor of the, the barrel the, folk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was just a story about giant people. Yeah. And then they, no one followed up on it. <laughs> Did you ever close that lead about the nine foot high, five foot wide people? Nah, nah. <laughs> I don't know. That one got away from me a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I just kept thinking, how, where would they get pants? I mean, the truth is, I thought I saw him, so I did what you would normally do. I got totally naked and um, started approaching. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The nose fell off. It was four foot long. Noseless, nine feet wide. In Sydney, they were not all happy about this, uh, the turn of events of uh, syphilitic Batman and his association buying the land. The Sydney Gazette and the New South Wales Advertiser wrote on March 7th, 1836, that Batman was seen as a tool of Lieutenant Governor of Tasmania and other wealthy individuals in Hobart Town. People in Sydney wondered, what exactly was the legal situation here with a land being settled with no authority from the Crown and already prohibited by Governor Richard Bourke? So yeah, what is going on? It started to dawn on people that it was going to take more than a simple proclamation to make the settlers of Port Phillip and their plans. Britain had taken possession of all of Australia years ago, and no portion of land had been abandoned by the crown. The settlers were then called trespassers. Okay. The city monitor, quote, they have pretended to purchase from the naked, ignorant, roaming savages of this country both sides of the land around Port Phillip to an amount of acres with which they are really unacquainted. Okay. Syphilitic Batman didn't care. He just doesn't give a shit. He sent a letter to government officials bragging about the success of Port Phillip. 20,000 breeding sheep had been exported. They were bringing in a minister at the expense of the association. Only married men of good character would be brought in, which it was, would believe would help uh, some of the men stop attacking Aborigine situation. 
Batman believed a colony of great importance. Also, just by the way, like he's like only good married men of good character. Like this is the guy who had three fucking children yeah. before his syphilitic fucking nose fell off, and yeah. he's like judging other people's moral values. It's yeah. so weird. That doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> Uh, Batman believed a colony, a colony of great importance to England was being created. They were clothing and feeding the indigenous population, and they were being put to work, which would lead to their gradual civilization. Um, New South Wales wanted to know exactly what was going on. They sent police magistrate George Stewart in June 1836, and he found a population... Can we just celebrate a normal name for a second? It's been a while. We just got off the Captain Pigeon train. He found that a population of around 200 Europeans had already spread over about 100 miles of country. No one was sure what the government was going to do about this situation. The governor proclaimed the territory was part of New South Wales, but no military force had been sent. Without any sort of authority, settlers began attacking Aborigines. It turns out it wasn't about being married or giving Aboriginals jobs, so the attacks led to retaliation, and four white settlers were killed. That's good. The government began to be concerned that this situation would lead to an all-out war, as it happened in other locations, like the place Batman was from. And that would lead to the extinction or driving away of the Aboriginal people around Port Phillip. So the association continued to provide rations and some protection to the local people over the next year. The plan was to make them reliant on rations, then put them to work for rations. (laughs) Cool It didn't work, though. It didn't work. Protection included getting back... uh, Aboriginal women who were abducted and the investigation of a sealer raid. Uh, at the first anniversary of the treaty, the expected goods were handed over to the natives, which included flour, sugar, tobacco, blankets. Oh, so you can make a blanket tobacco cake. <laughs> Perfect. But for some reason, taking over someone else's land didn't sit, seem to be going well. Doesn't seem to normally. It's so weird. There was more fighting happening. In August 1836, an association member proposed creating three or four stations to hand out daily rations to the native people. If this was not done, there was concern of permanent hostility. Then on April 1st, 1836, word was received that Britain had officially sanctioned the Port Phillip settlement. New New South Wales uh, had 30 soldiers sent in and 30 convicts. Okay. The idea of convicts was especially troubling to the Port Phillip Association. That meant the new settlement would not just be for, quote, free men. And sure enough, more convicts followed. Okay, so it's becoming Arkham. What? Nothing. The first government official put in charge of the settlement was William Lonsdale. Governor Bork appointed him as chief agent of government, police magistrate, and commandant for the Port Phillip region. Sorry, but are you saying Burke? (laughs) Oh, is it Burke? You should spell it B-E-R-K as opposed to B-O-U-R-K. Okay, sure. Bork. <laughs> like I honestly thought you're the Swedish chef from the fucking Muppets. So I was like, why? Occasionally, would... Dave's just like, bark a duck a bark a bark. Captain Pigeon. Captain Bark. <laughs> In what world is O U an E? It's all right. You guys keep pretending. Yeah. They named a street after him. It's just out there. Yep. It's right. That's the street. Ha- yeah. It's that's rude. the street where the street signs don't yell out the name when you walk by it. <laughs> Let's all relax and get a burger after the show. (laughs) So Lonsdale was given instructions. Sorry. 
the Pause. burgers are better at Hungry Jacks. <laughs> Lonsdale uh, was given instructions to uh, treat uh, the Aborigines uh, kindly and give them presents and protect them from any manner of wrong and maintain friendly relations. Uh, and he was sent on a warship of the Imperial Navy to show the governor's power. He brought provisions to the natives. Uh, police magistrate of Geelong, Foster Fyans, com- <laughs> complained since he didn't have enough blankets to distribute. The Aborigines left my place making use of many bad expressions. And since this occurrence, I regret to say that they have continued a strain of abuse on me through the country. The next year, Fines asked for more supplies because the local tribe was expecting them, and the governor relented but made the point that goods should only be given out in return for services rendered. You socialist fuck. <laughs> the Port Phillip Association tried to uphold the treaty that year, but now at reduced cost. One member wrote that he had heard about damaged oatmeal that they could buy for cheap. Quote, damaged rice, barley meal, pears, or anything of that kind which can be got the cheapest will answer the purpose. Uh. Pears? I mean... Damaged pears? Uh, look, I'll eat a damaged pear. I'll be honest with you. It's round. <laughs> <laughs> On March 7th, 1837, New South Wales Governor Burke <laughs> <laughs> proclaimed the name of the settlement to be Melbourne in honor of Lord Melbourne, the Prime Minister of England. Uh, there was a two-day celebration. The first census of 1837 counted 167 people and 26,000 sheep. Oh, my God. So that was that's a great time. What a fucking nightmare. I would be in heaven. Where are you? I'd be like, I'm going to go hang out with all the sheep. Six months later, it was 500 people and 100,000 sheep. Whew. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. All right. No, that's scary. That's what? Awesome. The sheep sound like they're going to take over. Hey, you don't want to live in a world where sheep rule? We're no. Given- Humankind had a good run. It's time to give it up. The sheep do it for a little Planet while. Planet of the sheep? Yeah. yeah I'm, the, I'm into it. Fuck? Yeah, that's going to be great. Where there's a wool, there's a way. Yeah. <laughs> Planet of the sheep. It's a much weirder experience. Um, pretty easy to walk around them, honestly. They're not threatening at all. No, I think we could actually... Let's make a coat out of a couple of them. I really... Uh, when Lonsdale left the job after two years, Governor George Gibbs immediately ended the practice of giving out provisions. Syphilitic Batman's face was now covered in wrap bandages as his face gave way. Oh, my God. His face gave way. His, a face is giving way. Well, I think I'm going to lose it soon. And then you know what that means. I might start looking weird. <laughs> Prepare yourself. I'm not going to be the normal half-nosed man whose face is on the edge of dropping you've grown to love over the past couple years. I'll be what we all feared. Lava face. (laughs) I'll still be fine. I'll live under these bandages. Call me Bandman. But outside of that, I don't think much will change. So in a couple of days, I won't have a face. Okay? All right. Just glad we did this. Okay, well, there everybody. it goes, there it goes, there it goes, earlier than expected. Well, it's like a hangnail. That went right off. Look at that, one piece. 
Hey, put me on. Put it on. Wear me. Let me talk to me. Let's have a laugh. Do your Batman. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> and further bits. Pain and muscle weakness from syphilis weakened Batman, and by 1837, he could no longer walk. Even if the bat signal was out? Yeah. There's nothing. He just... Uh, oh. <laughs> so, this, he was built a wicker and bamboo carriage. Oh, God. Did not have wheels, which meant his manservant would drag him around in it. <sighs> I mean, Uh, who wants to go out like a faceless Cleopatra? (laughs) Just, uh, give it up. At some point, you got to say uncle. Or just say, I don't need to go anywhere. I'll just stay inside. Yeah, yeah. who wants to see you? But I think this is a time. Hello! Hello! This is a time when it was just common to see a guy getting dragged around in a bamboo cage it's with a fucking bamboo syphilis. Cage. Like a faceless man yeah, being faceless. dragged around in a cage. I know what you're thinking. How did he end up in the lap of luxury? <laughs> well, it wasn't easy. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, dirt, 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 dirt. No dirt, no dirt. Oh, it's hard to wash when you don't have a face. <laughs> <laughs> So they dragged him to the first land auction for Melbourne on June 1st, 1837. One million dollars. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I want a place to lay down. <laughs> he bought allotments for 200 pounds. I'll take it. Now, oh, it was... Sorry. Like, so he bought stuff? Yeah, he bought... So imagine you lost in the auction... <laughs> To the faceless guy oh being dragged in a fucking cage. You, abs- you back down right away. If he bids anything, you're oh, like, yeah. no, let Tim have whatever he wants. He's the devil, right? This is Satan. 200, 200, 200, 100, 100, 300, 300. Face fell off, 400, 400, 500, 500. Uh, nose fell off, uh, six, six. Are you, set? are you, I'm sorry, sir, are, are you? Six. Six, you okay, fucking idiot. Six hundred, six hundred. Seven hundred. Yeah. When you're. When your face falls off, does that count as... No, I'm not just dry. Oh, Jesus. Sex, 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 sex. <laughs> sex, you fucking asshole. Christ. I just like Batman. I just don't know if, if I should I'm wait. I'm saying sex. Yeah, but what if you don't yell and a piece falls off? Does that mean you're bidding? Oh, my God, this guy. <laughs> guy, guy, I'm saying sex. Right, but your cheek came off. It's, fa- it's going to fall off. But is that eight? I'm saying Sex. Get to seven, maybe I'll say eight. Fucking guy, never seen a faceless guy in a fucking cage. <laughs> the fuck is with this guy? God almighty. <laughs> <laughs> fucking A, man. It was very difficult being married to a paraplegic, noseless, syphilitic man. <laughs> Tell me the downside. I've got a new cage. Eliza and syphilitic Batman's marriage failed. She moved out as she was having an affair with a man named William Willoughby, who happened to be Batman's clerk. Oh my God. And what she liked about him was he had a face. <laughs> I'm sure Batman took it well laying down. <laughs> anyway, oh, yeah, yeah, I bet you get 50 feet and then you'll think I miss the guy out of face. 
Okay? Yeah, have your fun. Go. Enjoy the clerk with the face. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I want a husband with a face. Hey, I need a man with a face. I, I'm pretty sure Batman's going to land on his feet again. I mean, I'll land. Syphilitic Batman rewrote his will. He wanted to take Eliza out completely. I'm leaving it all to me. (laughs) But his lawyers talked him into keeping her in it. He left her five pounds instead. And my face. Uh, The date of the 1838 yearly compensation to the cooling for land rolled around, but now syphilitic Batman had no energy to do much of anything, and he was the one who always pushed for the tribe to get their promised provisions. All other association members ignored the obligation. And then squatters started coming from the north. Quote, the feet of a million sheep invaded the pastures, destroying their land and their souls. Oh, that's hard. The Kulin were displaced from their land, and they moved into Melbourne where they could get food and care. Superintendent uh, Latrobe arrived in October 1838, and he was not down with the situation. He decided the Kulin should be moved to reserves as he was, quote, appalled at the extent to which the Kulin had made Melbourne their home. Do you see the problem? Yep. (laughs) Syphilitic John Batman died on May 6, 1839 in his home. What got him? Uh, He tripped over his face. (laughs) Classic me was his last words. (laughs) Quote, Mr. Batman was distinguished for his activity as a Bushman and on the occasion of his last adventure exposed himself to an injurious degree, violent, cold working on mercury previously dormant in his system, hurried him to premature death. He has left a numerous family, all very young, and chiefly girls. Unfortunately for them, his affairs are not in a settled state. So mercury. Well, the cure for syphilis. The cure, right. So they're saying so it killed him, mercury. but if your face is already coming off, yeah. probably not You're the mercury. Dying. Yeah. Right. I mean, mer- yeah, they, yeah, that was a Hail Mary that went wrong. He was killed by Freddie Mercury. <laughs> <laughs> Who we shot into his dick. That's what they used to do with the mercury. Ah. Shot. Yeah. Yeah, they shoot into your dick. Yeah. I do remember learning that at one point, but I guess I just selectively forgot. <laughs> when he died, he had 5,000. Why? Just because that was the best. That's where the hurdy, yeah. hurdy was. The and hurdy. you could also uh, use your dick to tell the temperature. Oh. <laughs> uh, that makes a lot of sense. Mm. Oh, I went to the doctor one time, and he goes, you got to take my temperature. So I'm just saying it makes sense now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, you got... Huh? <laughs> nice one. I know we all do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you don't have health insurance, you take... Yeah, it's a simple... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, because for a minute I was like, wait a minute, am I crazy? (laughs) No. But I'm not. Not at all. Yeah. You have to get physicals every two weeks, right? (laughs) It's a thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and every second one's in the car. Yeah, yeah, and the other one's at his house. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. Standard doctor stuff. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. 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 You ever meet him at the bathhouse? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, on Saturdays and Sundays. Yeah. Does he have a shed? Does he have a huh? Shed? 
Yeah, he's got a shed. Yeah, that's where we, yeah. What do you do there? You know, whatever. Whatever I, whatever I need. Whatever the problem is. Whatever the prescription I need is. A lot of mercury stuff. <laughs> Go ahead. When he died, Batman had 5,500 pounds in assets and 6,500 pounds in debt. He had been living well beyond his means. He only kept three blocks of land, one of the most expensive properties in Melbourne. Batman's will was complicated. The legal wrangling went on through the boom and bust of the 1840s. Who doesn't remember that? Mm -hmm. It was mostly about those three blocks of land. In the end, his lawyers were the only people to receive money. Oh, that, at least it worked out. At least that's, that's something that's never Finally, changed. Finally, the good yeah. guy got one. Five months after his death... <laughs> Five months after his death. I mean, he did employ really dodgy lawyers. They were real cage chasers. <laughs> so. Who's got your nose? <laughs> Five months after his death, Batman's brother Henry died of alcoholic poisoning. Eliza came from England to learn uh, that Batman had died and the children were separated and living in different homes. Oh, in February of 1841, she married William Willoughby. In January of 1845, Batman's only son, Charles, drowned in the Yar Yar River. Eliza then... Oh, is that not how you say it? Hang on, what did you just call it? Yar Yar? The Yar Yar River. Yara Yara? Yeah, oh, say it one more time. Yara Yara. So everyone can laugh at you. Say it one more time. Yara Yara. G- give it another go. Imagine yara, what yara. else it might be called. What do you guys call it? Yeah, you know, you have another go first. Yara Yara. Yeah, but maybe if that isn't it, what would your next best guess be? I'm Yara. <laughs> Yara. Yeah, no. Yara. Oh. Yara. You guys are all cunts. <laughs> he knows how to pronounce that one. Eliza then left Willoughby and. Melbourne and started drinking heavily. I, I, I do like how now you fully adjusted now that you feel like, I'm right, so I'm going with it. Uh, so she starts drinking heavily. She leaves him. Uh, she led a, quote, obscure life and was of somewhat abandoned character. She was mur- murdered in Geelong in 1853, allegedly beaten and kicked to death in a bar fight. Oh my God. Oh boy. Jesus Christ. The hits keep coming. Uh, Batman's hill marker stands next to what today is the age building, a pole which looks like a giant survey marker indicates the summit of what was Batman's hill. This is also the position of the reference point established from which all distances for Melbourne are calculated. Hmm. Um, There uh, is a little plaque dedicated to Batman in the parking lot of the Queen Victoria Market which reads, Batman as a leader... I mean, there's no way that. It. Yeah, I mean, honest, anybody who's like on a, a vacation, they're like, "What the oh, fuck?" What? <laughs> Everything's measured from this Batman pole, <laughs> like in the car park of the markets. <laughs> like it's just not the place. It's a place you could stumble upon that without knowing the fucking story. Nothing. And just like we should go and get some fruit and vegetables. Hold on, fuck? hold on, hold on. This is Batman's parking spot. <laughs> We fucking parked in Batman's spot. Oh, shit. He's going to be pissed. It's the black and yellow zone. Oh, yeah, but truly, just two stone people like, whoa. 
fuck, dude. He's fucking real. <laughs> I fucking told you, dude. Fuck. So you want to know what the... Yeah. You want to know what I read? <laughs> As leader of an exhibition to form a settlement and founded one on the site of Melbourne, then unoccupied. Very delicate. (laughs) Very (laughs) tiptoey. A brass plaque was added in 1992, which read, when the monument was erected in 1881, the colony considered that the Aboriginal people did not occupy the land. It is now clear that prior to the colonization of Victoria, the land was inhabited and used by the Aboriginal people. How hard? Melbourne Settle Council, 1892. The plaque disappeared in 2010. Ah, fuck. But why do you need an addendum plaque? Well, I think people scratched out the first one that's fucking horseshit. And then they... Oh, and then they put another one. They added added like a hyperlink to the plaque. Right, yeah, right. They're like, hey, what about the truth? (laughs) And then that got taken down. Yeah, and then someone was like, some fucking nationalist asshole was like, get fuck you. Is that what Get they are? Get fuck you is a good one. <laughs> Get fuck you. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I thought I knew about Batman. Well, maybe the fucking plaque wasn't stolen. Maybe... Oh, you think he's still around? <laughs> Drag the cage to the parking lot. <laughs> Why, sir? I've got some unfinished business. <laughs> How are you still? The mercury. <laughs> you jam it in the bad dick every day. Just eating parts of his face. Jerky Alfred? That's how he gets his power. Um, <laughs> so, are there, are there places still named for him around? Yeah. Are people how do you try, not have trying a house to get that, in Batsville? Are people trying to get that changed? And other people are like, you can't change that. That's great. Well, no, here's the thing, though, Dave. Like, all our history about white people is terrible. And, like, at least this guy had a cool fucking name. Jimmy? <laughs> He's really, yeah. That, that move to take the E out of Bateman. Yeah. yeah. It's like the best thing he ever did. Truly the best thing in the family. One could argue. Well, his mom helped orphans. True. <laughs> so why are you, why you bringing better. orphans to a name fight, Dave? <laughs> Just saying. Oh, God. It's well, that, really... was, that was like what? a real... That was hot. That was... Yeah. But mm. people, people get pissed off. Like, people have been pissed off when we've said stuff when we're just like, don't trust white people. Like, you just... There's a strong track record that supports that philosophy. I know. Yeah, don't talk to white people. Kill them with spears. <laughs> it seemed... It is just crazy, though. It always starts the same. Ah, let's make friends. And then you're like, no, he's not good. No. <laughs> no way. It's also how determined white people are. I mean, oh. his nose fell off, and he just kept going on with his fucking day. Yeah. He, he is a rare... Br- I mean, I feel like, mo- like there are a lot of people who, you know, hang their nose up at some what? point. Not Batman, though. No. He was like, keep going. <laughs> he's been dead for two weeks, and he's still barking orders. Hi, Ray. Yeah, once my nose is gone, I'm out. 
Yeah, that is not, you don't because the social shit stops. I'm done. You're not seeing from when the nose drops off? No, fuck it. There's no, no point. At that point, no. you're like, yeah, I'm just going to hang out in the house. You just post the throwback Thursday every two weeks and just stay in a dark shed. Yeah. Simpler time, hashtag. Throwback Thursday. So, so hard to get laid if you don't have a face, though. Because it's a giveaway that there's something, there's something wrong. Syphilis? No, no, no. I had it taken off years ago. Made my ears look fat. <laughs> you think I have syphilis because I don't have a nose? I chose to have it removed. Good Lord. <laughs> I have syphilis. <laughs> Imagine. My face is falling. <sighs> well, now everyone in this room knows about Batman. They already knew. But the one guy who didn't does. That's you. Thank you. Some people are mad. It's hard to put a bow on this one. Um... You want to do some stand-up, nope. or how do you want to handle nope. this? I, uh... I wanted to leave half an hour ago. I knew, I knew where this one was fucking going, and I really was like, maybe if I'm just silent for heaps, they can edit me out. Like, I... Uh... <laughs> Why do you do the terrible ones in Melbourne? I mean... Um, Some of them. I didn't know the last two weren't terrible. Yeah, no. no, I mean like, but the pe- there was the penguin. This feels like the penguin anniversary. Oh, I don't think there's anything close to the penguin one. These people had no idea about. Th- they came in totally broadsided by the penguins. At least they knew. Like everyone knows what fucking happened. Yeah. They're just upset that they're fucking winning because of it. That's all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's exactly what's happening. I'm Does ter- it mean you don't get to fucking hear about it? I mean, you're my friend. Why are you... I thought this would be a nice night out. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot there were shows. Well, Dave was just like, let's go to the theater. Good you're to like, see oh, right, you guys. It'd be great. I yeah. was like... <laughs> well... <laughs> Seriously, if someone wants to sip beer, it's yeah. like 30 seconds it's away. Really uh, thank you guys very much for coming out. Will Anderson. We appreciate it. Thank you so much, guys. We will be back. Thank you. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, 
to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there.